Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome into the SEC football show as we are a little later this week as we have absorbed early signing day. Thought it was a better viewpoint we could give you as we get the early signing day in the books and reacted to it. As I was getting ready to do the podcast, I'm thinking I'm going to do a podcast every one is going to get it on Wednesday morning, and as they're getting it, signing day would already begin, and as I'm anticipating who's going to sign, talking about it, and trying to grade a class, or at least giving assessment of players in the class, you're going to always have some alterations to that. Some surprises, positively or negatively, what have you, that's going to affect it. So rather than put something that by the time you hear it is going to be a little bit inaccurate, we want to maybe delay it a little bit in this unusual circumstance. A couple of notes. We're going to be sans a podcast the next couple of weeks. We're going to try to maybe get something to you. We're try, going to try to get the college podcast um, up at some point next week. But with the holiday schedule, everything going on, it's going to be tough to get the conference podcast. So, But we will certainly be back. And most importantly, we're not going away. LandryFootball.com is going to have all the details that you're looking for, uh, be it coaching search stuff with your assistant coaching staff, more recruiting details, uh, transfer portal information, who's coming out early. Um, everything's going to be covered, as we always have it, inside our daily college football notebook, broken down by conference so that you can – get a better view of what you're looking for. So uh, we're not going away. We're still going to be working the whole time, but just getting the podcast out is going to be a little complex the next couple of weeks. So look out for it. We'll be back. We're going to break it down for you. But today we're going to focus on signing day. Um, We know we got the bowl games. We'll maybe hit on uh, a couple of high points on the bowl games at the end, but want to get to signing day and some overall thoughts. Want to thank the great folks at 401k Generation for sponsoring this podcast for us. Um, If you've got a business and wish to set up a 401k or you're an individual, you wish to roll it over to an IRA, they can help you. 
If you have any questions on money management, investment inquiries, or just want to speak with someone to see if you're on track with your financial goals, Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation is who you need to reach out to today. Call Eddie or his team at one 866 998-5879. You can call or text at that number, 866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. They can help you get your financial checkup. It's a good time of year to do it. And more importantly, just call and tell them that you heard about them right here. You know, just wanted to be in touch. Maybe you don't have a need for them right now. You might in the future, but Check them out today. And if you are someone that's interested in promoting your business, then you think we're good fits, then contact me at uh, LandryFootball.com. Contact Chris, and I'll have TJ get in touch with you. Got a question? Send me one as well over there. So as we take a look at the SEC, I think the storylines of the day um, can go a couple of different ways. Alabama was great and finished great, best class it looks to me in the conference. Um, LSU had a really good class, but it could have been better. They lost a couple of key guys today that might have made them challenge Alabama, um, but, but dropped off just a tad. Auburn was maybe the, the team that shot up maybe the most. I thought it was outstanding, particularly the linebackers, the defensive class as a whole. It's really good. Um, and then Florida didn't didn't quite close as well as maybe uh, they had hoped. But, again, a very good class. Let me say this, and I'll say this on every podcast. So if you listen to all these podcasts, I don't mean to be redundant, but it is important. Look, I get it the way everybody follows recruiting, and I'm going to try to analyze it for you by putting it in the context to which you follow it. Five stars, four stars, ranked in the top 20, top 10, top I, – I, I'll do that because I know that's the only way you follow recruiting. People don't study film. They don't really know what to look for in players. They just look at numbers and rankings, and that's not how you evaluate there's no school that uses a five or a four or three-star ranking. That doesn't exist in college coaching vernacular or any football vernacular. It's how you grade a player on critical factors at each position, and those critical factors will alter a little bit depending upon the coaching staff, your style, and what you're looking for. So you're looking for certain type of traits in players at each position, and I think that's important to understand because there's a big misnomer with that. There are other understanding that there are certain programs. It's not very difficult to pick who's, quote, unquote, the best. The programs that historically are the best are normally going to be the best. The players that get ranked the highest are the ones that are recruited by those schools. They get more stars by their names the more the bigger schools recruit them. If they're a little bit off the beaten path, they may be a player that's really good, but he's only got three stars by his name. He may be better than anybody that's got five stars by it in that class. But, you know, how a school grades a player and how people who really don't have any background in football grading them on a website, that's a completely different 
dynamic. And there's no such thing as this guy's the best linebacker, this guy's the best defensive end, this guy's the best this and that. It's going to be very individualistic. Now, there are some players that are transcendent players, no doubt. Okay, but everybody's happy with their class. Everybody had a great class. I get it. We're going to try to cut through who some of the players that I've seen that I think are pretty good that can help the team. Now, it is not – I have not seen every one of these players play. I look at, with my consulting work for college programs, between 350 to 500 players as given to me by them. So if there's players outside that number, I, I can't compare them. But I can tell you this, very often there are some players that are quote-unquote – if you want to call it three stars, they're better than some of the guys with five stars that I see. Um, but, again, that's a different way of looking at it. And so let's get after it. Um, Alabama's class, and certainly um, you have 22 players that they sign. They've announced. I think they've got – <clears throat> Some more coming. They've got nine in-state kids, five in Georgia, three in Florida, three in Texas, two in California, two in Louisiana, one in Maryland, one quarterback, three running backs, four receivers, three offensive linemen, six defensive linemen, three linebackers, four defensive backs, uh, two specialists. Um, they're not as prominent with the top guys in the state of Louisiana as they were when Les Miles was coach. Ed Orgeron's done a better job of, of, of handling that. Um, it's a great – I mean, you've got a really, really good pass rushers in Chris Preswell. Um, DeMoyer Kennedy, good linebacker. Receiver, they're obviously going to – Need those guys. They're losing some of those. Um, Thayu Jones-Bell, really big-time playmaker from South Florida. Javon Baker, sticky hands, good, good player. A guy that's got a lot of upside in Treshawn Holden. All those guys are really good. They've got one of the more versatile athletes, Drew Sanders. Um, the huge flip from Oklahoma in late April. On the offensive line, Damian George. Um, it's really good. Uh, Roydale Williams is outstanding. The safety, Brian Branch, it's really good. Malachi Moore at at, uh, at corner, uh, really lengthy uh, corner. And Jacquez Robinson, Willie Anderson out of Georgia's got really good pass rush skills. Timothy Smith is a really high level. Um, player at defensive tackle with a good first step. And then Bryce Young, who flipped from USC, is outstanding. Um, I do think the safety that they brought in, Ronnie Williams, will bring some size, um, kind of much needed for them. But certainly getting Bryce Young, the modern-day product, quarterbacks, big. Uh, Braswell and Sanders are, are big-time players. The Sanders kid is really intriguing to see what they're going to do with him at 6'5", 232. 
but loaded with a lot of skill, loaded with a lot of talent. Uh, they've got, again, we'll see with Damian George and Jameel Burrows and Jason Jones and Javon Baker. Those are other guys that they're going to add to the list, and they're, they would be four-star guys. So if you're looking across the board, they got numbers. They've got five stars. They've got the most four stars. They've got the most five stars. They've got clearly the best class in the conference. So uh, it just in terms of number of quality players, they got more of them than anybody. Next would probably be um, Georgia. They've got uh, Georgia and LSU. Just I mean, they're just neck and neck. I mean, Georgia's got 19. The quality's maybe just a hair better, but virtually the same class. Just outstanding. Georgia's got five kids in state, five kids from Florida, three from Texas, two from California, two from Louisiana, one from D.C. and one from Jersey. Got a quarterback, a running back, four receivers, six offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, one linebacker, two defensive backs, one specialist. Um, just outstanding. Would be a top-five level class again. Broderick Jones is a great get for them at tackle. Tate Radledge is another tackle that's good. Chad Lindbergh, really good. Jason Kimber at corner is good. Major Burns at corner was good. Receivers, big for them. Marcus Rosamy, um, South Florida is really good. Arian Smith, maybe one of the fastest guys. Uh, that was uh, really uh, a, a player that they needed big time. Um, but he can really run. He's a good get from Lakeland, Florida. Um, Mikhail Sherman is another guy that's really good player. Kendall Milton, Jalen Carter, Nazir Stackhouse, Warren Brinson, all really good players. Um, lots of four – basically everybody there is pretty much a, a four-star or above quality player in their group of, of 19 commitments. LSU – was also, you know, kind of right there, I think, a top-five class as well. Um, it, it was and it could have been better. I mean, it could have been even better. But Eric Gilbert was just phenomenal. He's a kid from Marietta, Georgia, 6'5", 253. What a big-time tight end talent playmaker. Really good. Elias Ricks from IMG Academy is an elite corner. Uh, just outstanding. Um, Randall Johnson at corner. Josh White are really good players. Philip Webb was a great get. Anton Sampa out of Virginia is really good. Kayshawn Booty is a big-time playmaker at receiver. Jacqueline Roy was was um, was really uh, a good get for them. Really good defensive tackle. Eric Taylor out of Alabama is a good one. Jacoby and Guillory is another really good defensive tackle. Uh, B.J. Owari was a, is a good edge rusher from the Tennessee area that they got out of there. The safety Jordan Tolls is really good. Marcus Dumerville, Elvin's uh, nephews, um, getting him was a great get for them. Uh, Marlon Martinez and Cameron Jackson, really good. Uh, Max Johnson is the quarterback that they got. He's the son of Brad Johnson. Um, but it's a, really, it's a really good group. Now, from the negative side, if you want to look at it, um, it could have been better. 
They had five-star receiver Rakeem Jarrett flipped to Maryland. Malcolm Green, a great defensive back that they had, flipped to Clemson. And then a great receiver in Jermaine Burton um, flipped to Georgia. So, you know, I mean, you're talking about three elite guys. Now, it's an elite class. I mean, it's a top-five class. You add those three, look, I don't know how you want to put it, but probably would be out right there with one or two in that range. So, outstanding class, no question about it, but could have been better. And so that's the the pros and cons of the class. Six from in-state, four from Georgia, three from Florida, two from Texas, one from Alabama, one from Colorado. The first guy I believe that ever been signed from the state of Colorado to LSU, one from Maryland, one from Ole Miss, one from Virginia, one from Washington, two quarterbacks, four receivers, three offensive linemen, six defensive linemen, three linebackers, and three defensive backs. So we're going to get in, uh, again, with all of these players, uh, more evaluations and uh, detailed evaluations uh, of these classes as it's upon completion. We're going we're gonna to get into that on LandryFootball.com. But, so those classes really stood out. But that wasn't all. Uh, A&M's class, 12 four-stars, one five-star, um, really good class in their own right. So let's take a look at them. I think Auburn's may have been a tad better. Take a look at A&M's here first. Um, it's, I would say both of these are top eight classes. Haynes King is outstanding. Um, the receiver, Desmond Dimas, is really good. Um, they've got Mohsin Muhammad III, the summer, uh, the, the son of um, Mohsin Muhammad. Devin Price, uh, he's the son of the uh, D-line coach here, Terry Price, really good. Got a fast guy in Devin Eshane, he's a good playmaker. Good corner in Jalen Jones of San Antonio. The safety, Antonio Johnson's outstanding. Uh, the Chibuzo kid, Joshua Bankston, and Jordan Jefferson, all in-state really good. I like the guard um, uh, that flipped from Georgia. Um, it's really good. The Chris Morris kid's good. Um, the Diggs kid is uh, a good pass rusher. So, And I think the linebacker, Kenneth Phillips, is really good. So just an outstanding group. Um and, uh, you know, one of one of the better classes that the A&M's had uh, and definitely would put them – look, I mean, you might – you could make the case they're fourth best. Um, well, let's see. That would be third best in the West. Fourth – you could make the case that they're behind Alabama, LSU, and Auburn. They could be fourth best in the West and still are likely – one of the top eight classes in the country. So keep that in mind. Just a really good class. The class that I was kind of bragging about on the day was Auburn, kind of what they were able to flip around. It was a good class. It's just they kind of won the day and that that, that put them into the category where they may – I think their class was kind of the equal of A&M's if you look at the overall composition of it. Uh, just outstanding. Um, you know – to me, it's the what impressed me the most is the defensive, the Steiner kid that they brought in. 
the Jakevius Walker that they brought in. Those guys really, really were impressive. But overall, um, I thought it was outstanding. The Wesley Steiner, Desmond Tisdall, Cameron Riley, um, they got the flip from uh, from Miami. Romello Height, that's a big get for them. That's, again, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm kind of talking about the day that they had. Uh, but Jakevius Walker and Jeremiah Pegues and Jay Hardy, Really good. The safety, Chris Thomas Jr. The Juco corner, Marco Domino, will help them to get a spot or get a get a, a need spot filled early. The athlete Zadarius Tennyson is a really good physical athlete that can play a number of different spots. Needed receiver help and Colby Hudson and Xavier Capers and JJ Evans are all really good. Tanks Bigsby is a versatile slot. Um Killian Zira at Junior College defensive tackle and Brendan Coffey were really good, um, really good gets for them. But when you got as many of those guys that kind of fit into the category of four- and five-star guys, uh, very, very impressive. Got, uh, well, quite frankly, they got 15 guys that fit into that category. Uh, they're 24. Really, really good. Florida, um, very good class. In their own right, not a great day. If you look at them overall on the day, let's kind of talk about what didn't happen before we get what happened. Um, but there was a few potential flips. They didn't get any new commitments on the day. They lost the Bloomingdale, Georgia receiver, Sam Brown, to West Virginia. Um, but they were not able to to get done what ideally I think they would have liked to have done. Uh on the day. It's a good class, though. And I'm going to tell you what I like about it. Um, I, first of all, I, I would put it in the top eight or nine classes again. I mean, how many of those are going to have most of the SEC in that group? But you look at the quality. Um, who they did get. Chervin Dexter. Um, Ethan Pouncey. The receivers, Leonard Manuel. Uh, Jacavian Frazier's, Johnny Brown, the big defensive tackle, the athlete uh, quarterback Anthony Richardson, really impact players at need spots. Uh, Derek Wingowas, uh, a huge flip from Penn State. That was back in June. Joshua Braun was a great flip from Georgia in December. Uh, Mordecai McDaniels, another good athlete that they flipped in December. Anthony Powell, defensive end, really good edge rush speed need there. Um, they got the Jeremiah Johnson, um, Rashad Torrance, uh, Jahari Rogers, uh, Gerald Mincy, Finley Graham. Um, so, you know, it's a good group, a good group of guys that um, that I think makes this class really effective. Um so we'll see what comes of Johnson and the rest of the group. But for us guys that have been rolled, Richardson, dual threat guy, Joshua Brown, uh, Richard Leonard, all enrolled to this point. Um, guys that have signed, Jervon Dexter, uh, Derek Wingo, Jahari Rogers, Ethan Ponce, Isaiah Walker, uh, Antoine Powell, Jacavius Frazier, Johnny Brown, Jalen Lee, Mordecai McDaniel, Rashad Torrance, Lamar Goods, Avery Helms, 
Therese Johnson, Finley Graham, Jonathan Odom, uh, Gerald, Gerald Minchie, and um, Crushaw. Now, we're working on right now um, just the remaining guys that are hard commitments, Leonard Manuel and Marcus Britt, Jovan um, Jambier from uh, Miami Christian. So we'll see how this class shapes up. Uh, I think the key is down the stretch in February with how they can finish it out. It's a really good group. Uh, uh, you can focus a lot, and a lot of it depends upon what you had coming into the day and what you didn't. In the case of Florida and LSU, they both had really good classes. LSU's a little better. But both classes look better going into the day than it does coming out of the day. So that's the best way I would describe it. Tennessee, Jeremy Pruitt did a nice job. <clears throat> they were able to get um, some really good players, keeping Keyshawn Lawrence in there. Fold was good. It's a good get for them. Amari Thomas is a really good one. Tyler Barron's really good. Dominic Bailey, Marvin Joseph. They've got some good guys that can help on the def defensive and offensive lines. So much a need for them. Harrison Bailey is a really good talent for Marietta. Uh, has a chance to be really good. We'll see. Jalen Hyatt, uh, one of the more explosive receivers in the class. Cooper Mays, musket uh, at center. Kyrie Miller, good interior offensive lineman. they got a good safety that I think is underrated. Flipped over from Arizona State. Danico Slaughter can help them early. Jimmy Calloway could play on either side of the ball. Really good athlete. Uh, Whitehaven got a couple of good players. They, they did a good job there. Martavius French and Bryson Eason and Tamarian McDonald can all help them. So it's a good group there. They went 11 in state. The state of Tennessee has really gotten better in terms of a talent-producing state, and that's due to the mid-state. Really good. Four in Georgia, two in Alabama, one in Florida, one in Illinois, one in Maryland, one in Mississippi and South Carolina and Texas. A quarterback, two running backs, receiver, four offensive linemen, five defensive linemen, four linebackers, two defensive backs, four special teams guys. South Carolina had a good day, another good class. Would probably call it top 15-ish. 21 commitments, one five-star, seven four-star guys, you might like to call it. Um, just outstanding group. Um, Jordan Birch is the five-star guy. He's the best guy they've gotten from a recruiting standpoint since Jadavian Clowney beat out Clemson and LSU and Georgia and Alabama. Marshawn Lloyd can really help him. The dual-threat quarterback, Luke Doty, um, got some work to do in the weight room. He's got a lot of ability. Receiver, Michael Wyman, Rico Powers, Jaheim Bell, um, good targets, good physical skill sets. Uh, linebacker, Muhammad Kaba, the cornerback, Joey Hunter, um, Building depth on both lines are going to be key, obviously. Tanaka Hemingway and Alex Huntley and Tyson Wanamaker are all good kids for them. Eric Shaw is a really good, versatile player. So, good group. Again, the expectation maybe is it should be a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, when and I, I get this criticism, well, they're, uh, they're, they're 15 in the country. That's not good enough. Um you're South Carolina. When have you ever been top five or top six in the country in recruiting? And that's never. 
in the difficult challenge in this conference, as anyone knows uh, listening to it, is how do you get into the top five? I mean, look, Alabama, Georgia, LSU are recruiting machines. I think A&M, Auburn, and Florida are doing great jobs. I, I mean, they're all top ten. And if you would take out you, – you'd just rank them against the rest of the country, they'd be amongst the very top. They're, they're, they're not where Clemson is. They're not where Ohio State is. There's Clemson, there's Ohio State, and then it's the SEC. There's no one in the Big 12, not Oklahoma, not Texas. There's no one in the Pac-12, not even Oregon, certainly not USC. Um, And there's no one in the Big 10 outside of Ohio State. There's just Clemson, Ohio State, and it's the rest of the SEC. Though the challenge is, you know, nationally you're great. You're, you know, you'd go up against – You'd take out Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, A&M, Auburn, and Florida. They would be in the top three recruiting classes with Clemson, Ohio State. But they're, you know, they're like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in their own league because the dominance, the recruiting prowess in that league. So I think it's a challenge. Then you get to that next level where you're Tennessee doing a nice job. South Carolina doing a nice job, and you're seventh or eighth in your league? You know, higher than that? What does that do for you in terms of wins? Well, you're behind the eight ball. That's what it does. Kentucky got four four star guys. They got what they normally get the guys that are developmental guys, the guys that they like, the guys that fit what they like to do. Um,. You know, it's Justin Rogers and Josiah Hayes on the defensive line. Uh, Anali, um, Trevin Robka uh, is a really good defensive lineman for them. Octavius Oxendine from in-state's really good player. Um, the running back, McLean, has got good quickness and playmaking ability. Bo Allen's got some ability. Torrance Davis is a good running back in his own right. Jeremy Flax could push for playing time early. Reuben Adams a good-looking guard. The tackle, John Young's a good-looking player. Buford's a good-looking tackle as the, the Branham kid. They've got players that they can develop. Justin Rogers and uh, Samuel um, Anali from Florida, uh, Josiah Hayes, um, and John Young. Those, those guys, those three defensive linemen and offensive linemen being John Young, those are the stars that could play anywhere, and the other guys are their three-star guys that they develop. Mississippi State, uh, with what they do, nice job. Is it better than – is it making an inroads? No. They just do what they're doing. They're replenishing talent. Uh, I think Jaquavius Marksan is a good running back. Got some corners in the Javorius Selman, Joey Hunter out of Georgia, Emmanuel Forbes. Um Deadrick Griffin, good athlete. Calvin McMillan at offensive tackle is really good. Armandus Cooley's really good. Trey Lawson and Benjamin Keir, good defensive linemen, as well as Devontae McCray. 
Um, Shaquan Anderson Butts is a good receiver. The ducking kid, Caleb Ducking's really good. So it's a good group. A lot of not a lot of difference makers. You know, you've got a few guys, the Marks kid at running back, Forbes at corner, the Griffin kid who's an athlete 5'10, 170, Jordan Davis, who can be an edge rusher, a defensive end, Malik Heath, big receiver. Those are your, you know, four star guys. Um, the rest are, you know, the quality three star group. Twenty one signings. 21 uh, signees. Ole Miss uh, didn't get any, no four or five stars, a byproduct certainly of not having what you need in terms of time to I – w- I would expect this class to look a lot better next year. But Cade Renfro is a good quarterback. Robbie Ashford was a key loss. Um, the Chris Abrams drain is a – playmaker on offensive line. Eli Acker's a good player. Robert Scott's a good player. Austin Keyes and Dalen Gill are a good player. DeSante Rollins at defensive tackle. Darian Branch are good are good uh, signings for them. And, um, you know, so it, it's a work in progress. We'll see what they can do and finish up in February. Vanderbilt, 16 commitments um, in and of itself. Not um, kind of what we normally expect of Vanderbilt would not fit on the category of ranked teams. Certainly, um, you know, if you were ranking the top 40, 50 classes, they wouldn't be there. Same with Missouri. Missouri's got one uh, commitment that's a four-star guy that I've seen. JVN Hester's and Booker T. Washington and Tulsa, Oklahoma is a great kid for them, and they're going to have the hit on a lot of their, their three-star guys. Missouri, um, uh, I mean, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, didn't have anybody that stepped out. The Ricky Wright's a good-looking kid from Alabama, but a bunch of three-star guys that they've got to develop. Uh, and in Arkansas, didn't uh, got uh, one guy that I think's really good in the Miles Slusher kid from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, safety. We'll see what they can do. The numbers are really low now. Ten commitments. Um, in fact, Arkansas signed only seven. Uh, Missouri signed um, only 10, and Ole Miss, excuse me, Vanderbilt signed 15, and Ole Miss signed officially 12. So there's still work to be done. So what it means is transfer portal, and it's February signing and see what they can find. Really important. So, again, to kind of sum it up, you can get overly excited about where you're ranked, positively or negatively. What I think is important is understanding the concept of how you put this together, how you build it, and when you build it, it's about how you develop, how you find guys that fit. And since most of these guys are quote-unquote three stars, what they don't do in the rankings, and they don't do a very good job of, is they got a a million three-star guys. Well, it's the upper-tier three stars that are probably more like four stars that you need to know. And which one of those is compared to just the other three stars? And that's the big difference. So keep that in mind as you look and evaluate these classes and start to make um, you know, suggestions about how it's going to play out. The best way to evaluate recruiting classes are three years from now, and more so than ever. You know, with transfers and, and guys that make it don't make it, 
you've got to be able to look at it like you do at a draft class three, four years down the road. How did guys develop? How did you develop them? And it goes hand in hand. Buying the groceries and cooking the meal goes hand in hand. You have to have the ingredients. You have to cook the meal. You know, there is no more important. I mean, you got to have both. It takes talent. And talent definitely makes coaching more than coaching makes talent. But I'm telling you, coaching makes players better. Utilization of players, evaluation of players, all really important. So hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, Again, a reminder that we're going to break down the classes even further, as well as break down these uh, the bowl games in great detail over on LandryFootball.com. So we start off with A&M, Oklahoma State. A&M with their tough schedule. Certainly got a great chance to beat an Oklahoma State team. Mississippi State goes against Louisville. Florida against Virginia. Kentucky, Virginia Tech, a little intriguing. Alabama, Michigan. We'll see what Alabama can do and how motivated they are. Auburn, Minnesota is a little intriguing to me. Georgia, Baylor. Would Georgia be more motivated this year we'll see Tennessee Indiana and the Gator of course LSU Oklahoma here's the latest news um Clyde Edwards Hilaire has suffered an injury on Monday's practice at LSU he's got a hamstring injury the severity is not known my guess on the first initial information is that it's going to be tough for him to play against Oklahoma and certainly will not be 100%. And don't look for him to be close to 100% in either game, if they were to win the first game or the second. Uh, We're just going to have to wait and see. It will keep you up to date on LandryFootball.com on his status, how that's playing out, and uh, what that's likely going to mean. And and I'll just adjust. What does he mean to the offense? Well, he's not only the best running back. But he's the guy that is they send three guys out and they usually get the tight end out on routes. They need him in. He's their best pass protector at running back, and he does a great job cut blocking. That's one. Two, they do have some design routes for him in the passing game. But more specifically, he is their outlet guy. So when you see him getting the ball a bunch, what you're really seeing is you know, you've got first, second, third option, and Bo just quickly says, you know, I'm going to hit the back. I'm going to hit Alaire here because he's got a lot of running room. You may have a guy open on his secondary read, but it's a safer big play potential by dumping it down to Clyde edwards Alaire. So with him out of the game or not as effective, it certainly could could affect a little bit how they do it now. It's guys stepping up. It's coaching, getting guys ready. And certainly you've got time to do that. Um, There's going to be no excuse for not beating Oklahoma, that's for sure. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll keep you up to date over at LandryFootball.com. So, again, check that out. Um, And check out our holiday special. As We've got a lot of free information on there, but we've got a holiday special that takes 50% off. So you want to take advantage of that great holiday gift for someone in your family that's a football fan, or for you, give yourself a um, a gift, a football gift this holiday season. And a thanks again to our great friends at 401k Generation who brings you this podcast, licensed in all 50 states. 
they can help you with your 401k, your IRA, anything. Do you want that? Do you need that? Is the best thing for you? They can help you with that. Any questions on money management, investment inquiries, you just want to speak with someone to make sure you're on the right path to meet your goals. That's what you want to do. Call Eddie and his team or text at 1-866-998-5879. Huge football fan. Can help you with your financial planning today. And again, uh, reminder, if you have an interest in promoting your business, send me a note over at contact Chris on LandryFootball.com and I'll get it to T- excuse me, <clears throat> to TJ. He'll take good care of it for you. So check out LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the discount. Have a great holidays. We'll be back soon, uh, and we'll keep you up to date. If we can get another podcast during the holidays, we will. But we're going to augment that with some audio and obviously written posts up on LandryFootball.com. Our notebooks every day is going to have all the information on coaching searches, assistant coaching searches, recruiting information, who's coming out for the draft, who's playing in the bowl game, how's practice going, you name it. We got it all covered for you every day over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of it today. We'll see you there, and we'll see you here next time on another edition of the SEC Football Show, part of the Big Three Roll-Up Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.